Welcome to the Iowa Idea Podcast. Join host Matt Arnold for in-depth conversations with artists, designers, entrepreneurs, and civic leaders as he explores how they approach their craft and represent a modern version of the Iowa Idea. This podcast tells the stories of Iowa natives, transplants, and friends who demonstrate the Iowa Idea in the 21st century. don't need this book. In this episode of the Iowa Idea Podcast, I'm joined by Ben McDougall. Ben is a tech founder, multimedia marketer, entrepreneurial ecosystem builder, and inspired author in the connected era. He evolves ideas into reality and accelerates others through the art of connection. We dig into Ben's journey as an entrepreneur and network connector, starting with his early foray into web design and SEO, to his work as an entrepreneur and his process for authoring You Don't Need This Book, Entrepreneurship in the Connected Era. With the publishing of his book and his entrepreneurial spirit, Ben created his own publishing company. We explore his role in the Million Cups Initiative, uh, and community building project from the Coffin Foundation, and the importance of moving at the speed of trust. I appreciated Ben's focus on accelerating others through community and the art of connection. He describes the power of having his hero, Seth Godin, contribute to his book. It was a pleasure having Ben on the podcast to describe where he gets his innovative energy. I hope you enjoy the episode. Please check out the link in the description to Ben's book and use the special code IOWA to save $5 off uh, signed soft covers ordered directly. So it's like Ben is giving you a cup of coffee to enjoy his book. Again, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Ben, thanks so much for joining me on the Iowa Idea Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. If you don't mind, for our listeners, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, Matt. It's great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been fun watching uh, this podcast evolve and all the friendly conversations you're having with uh, remarkable people uh, throughout our state, but also uh, with this connected era, it's so much easier to do more with less and connect with people uh, without the borders. Uh, and so it's it's been neat to uh, be a part of this in, in that way, but uh, good to have a chance to chat a little bit more with you today. Uh, my name is Ben McDougall. Um, I'm based here in the Des Moines area uh, in Iowa and uh, have been an entrepreneur most of my career. Uh, went to Ankeny High School, uh, went over to Loris uh, and got a computer science degree with uh, the idea of going into the video game industry. And so I went over to California and explored what that would mean, uh, recognizing that it might not be as viable as I thought it could be. Uh, Returned to Iowa back in 2004 and and started building into the internet uh, at a small web development firm. And so uh, technology has always been something uh, that's a part of my world. Uh, And with that work um, and in the business development side, I I early on started to recognize the value of an engaged network. uh, And so participated in that work, but alongside of it, there was just something like I, I could build something on my own and entrepreneurship was not taught. 
um, to me. And, and so it was more or less, I had played soccer and all right, let's build a three V three soccer tournament using a website and this magic called search engine optimization and online registration back in the day. Um, and so would end up launching that live full scale event for all ages and ran that for two years before selling it to the, uh, Waukee soccer club. And that was a neat transition and kind of my first exit, if you will. Uh, but uh, we had launched a social network for the video game industry. And so we were working uh, to connect gamers uh, all around the internet and translated that event management kind of experience into Jet Set Studio to parlay the social network. This was back when MySpace was cool uh, into uh, the, uh, the, the video game event side of things and would end up running video game events uh, like Guitar Hero was good for us, right? We were uh, in different realms working uh, with that medium to magnetize the audience and would do that for many years. Uh, ended up retiring out of web development and uh, going in-house at a home builder. And uh, so that entrepreneurial activity created stability to continue exploring entrepreneurial ventures. And so along with Jet Set Studio, we were having, uh, Ethan Davidson and I were having beers on a Sunday fun day, getting annoyed with not knowing which ones were on our beer flight, decided to launch Flightbrite, uh, which is an electronic beer flight paddle. Many years later, went down that rabbit hole and pivoted a bit or added to the platform with a beer festival app. And so Flightbrite has, of course, been delicious customer discovery, uh, working in the craft beer industry. Um, but also then, you know, within that work at the home builder, um, recognizing a gap in the real estate industry between home builders and um, realtors. And so we built an open house scheduler called Open Open. Um, and when you start kind of compounding all of these elements within my career portfolio, I think it can sound as though... I've diluted myself to mediocrity, but I think a constant focus on personal bandwidth allows you to manage multiple things that all connect through you. And one of the primary things I've learned is that accelerating others uh, is an unmatched energy. And, and I've learned that through some of the community work. And so when you look at 1 million cups or Des Moines startup drinks, even small initiatives like the Iowa Breakfast Club on Clubhouse lately, <laughs> Some, some of these, um, you know, using the art of connection uh, to unite others and accelerate fellow entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, students, and everything in between has given me that extra gear of understanding, but also energy uh, to build into whatever I find interesting while being a, coming a part of other people's stories. And that has evolved into professional entrepreneurial ecosystem building work. And so uh, along with collaborating with the Kauffman Foundation uh, as the Midwest regional rep for 1 million cups, uh, that's been remarkable work the last three years. Uh, I'm now also collaborating with uh, groups like Techstars uh, here in Iowa to continue to collect and connect the dots uh, throughout our statewide entrepreneurial ecosystem. And so. Uh, it's a career portfolio uh, that has a pie chart that's always moving, uh, but it is uh, a blessing. And I'm so thankful to be here. And uh, that's uh, probably more than you expected with a short intro, but there it is, uh, the state of now. Ben, I love it. Thank you. Uh, Want to dig into uh, a million cups, your work with a million cups and the importance of ecosystems. So uh, what drew you to a million cups? Uh, and then 
we'll use that to maybe talk about the importance of ecosystems. And then even if we, and then maybe even what are some inspiring things that you found out in the A Million Cups community? But yeah. for folks that don't know, if you don't mind giving them kind of the, the elevator pitch version of uh, A Million Cups. Yeah, uh, One Million Cups is an initiative out of the Kauffman Foundation. Uh, this is a large nonprofit based in Kansas City. Uh, they're behind entrepreneurship.org, right? So uh, really leading the way in uh, entrepreneurship, breaking down barriers, allowing everyone to explore that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, their work in policy is remarkable. They have been leading the way in this uh, professional field development of entrepreneurial ecosystem building. They have an educational component through a program called Fast Track. And then this other pillar of activity is kind of like the experiment that escaped the lab. Uh, One Million Cups started about eight or nine years ago. And it, uh, the, the, I guess the legend goes, uh, they were working in entrepreneurship so heavily and felt like they wanted to connect more with these entrepreneurs they were serving. And so uh, Wednesday morning was a hot breakfast at the Kauffman Foundation and decided that would be a natural time to start gathering entrepreneurs. And so they were inviting individuals to come in and share their story through a short presentation uh, meant to share versus a pitch meant to impress. And, and following that up with uh, an interactive Q&A. And so Des Moines, eight years ago, back in 2012, uh, was the first remote location alongside of St. Louis to uh, launch uh, uh, the first 1 million cups outside of the Kauffman walls in Kansas City. And, and so being a part, for me personally, being a part of the startup community uh, for a long time as a, an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur, um, One Million Cups just became like my weekly dose of innovative energy uh, around friends uh, over coffee, uh, you know, interacting during those Q&As and, and being energized by learning from uh, what others were building was very healthy. Uh, entrepreneurship is a lonely roller coaster, right? And so community is a very important piece of most entrepreneurial journeys. And I just found it very interesting to be a part of that environment each and every week. Um, there were some friends that joined the volunteer organizing team. And so uh, naturally, I was, you know, drawn into that opportunity to support uh, the, the tribe that I cared so much about. Uh, and so joined the organizing team, uh, enjoyed kind of aligning the brand using some of that multimedia marketing capability that I have uh, to help, uh, you know, create more awareness around what 1MC was in our Des Moines environment. And actually went down to an annual uh, organizer summit uh, there at the Kauffman Foundation and, and realized how One Million Cups was being utilized throughout the entire country. Uh, and so was really inspired to come back and evolve what we were doing uh, to that next gear. If you And that, that work really uh, was where I kind of stepped into that leadership role and would end up being uh, an organizer for One Million Cups for over five years. Uh, and so that's kind of the Des Moines story. And, and 1MC Des Moines continues to evolve. Um, but as the movement expanded, the need for additional leadership and support emerged. And so I raised my hand to help pilot a regional rep role about three years ago. And that was really the blessing of my life, like being activated in a way that allowed me to help support and connect 50 different 1MC communities 
across 12 states generated a whole new level of understanding as it pertains to entrepreneurship, how One Million Cups was being utilized, of course, but also at the economic development level of ecosystem building. Uh, and so I get the pleasure of, of doing just that for so many different types of rural and medium and large type of environments. It's been eye-opening and really the catalyst that led me to this, like, I need to get all this knowledge into some sort of synthesized narrative and uh, was perhaps the reason why the book um, really emerged. Uh, you Don't Need This Book is, is my latest project, just released that uh, April 1st. And it's been a pleasure to translate everything I know about entrepreneurship, including the ecosystem building stuff into that book. Um, but One Million Cups, just to kind of wrap a bow on this, you know, naturally has evolved into a virtual experience. I think it's an opportunity for entrepreneurs to find their local community, um, whether that's in person or virtual, um, connecting with other entrepreneurs over coffee, and also having an opportunity to present your company in a very transparent, vulnerable way, knowing that this is a safe space to test your ideas, to practice your presentation, um, and also, you know, learn from the perspective of others during that community Q&A. And so the interactivity of One Million Cups, the consistency of every Wednesday morning, no matter where you're at in the country, is uh, a, an easy way for anyone um, to connect into that caffeinated conversation. Uh, so I'm very thankful for One Million Cups. It's caffeinated my career portfolio, but it's given uh, a lot of different people uh, almost endless ways of continuing to build around what they care about. Yeah, and one one of the things that I've found interesting with a million cups um, during during COVID is the the ability to connect with other communities as well, right? And so being able to to leverage that. Uh, how many how many official one million cups uh, events are or uh, communities are there? Yeah, so there's about 135 around the country right now. Uh, as you might imagine, that number is always moving. Um, some communities uh, grow out of One Million Cups, knowing that it's a tool on the tool belt of the ecosystem's activity. Um, some communities, um, you know, the weekly uh, two presenters, it's a bandwidth thing, right? And it's all volunteerism. Um, and so this is not a paid like financial capital that people um, have access to. But what I've learned is like, there's so many other types of capital that just emerge from that generosity of being a volunteer organizer. And so whether that's at the local level, connecting statewide or connecting into the region and, and 1MC Nation, uh, there's a lot of powerful benefits and we're leaning into those, right? It's not volunteerism, it's actually like personal development being one of these 1MC organizers. Um, and that's at the organizer level, right? As an entrepreneurial level, like participating um, in the audience is highly valuable. Presenting, of course, um, and, and returning for that six month refill uh, there's just some really powerful opportunities that exist and there's no cost besides time to participate uh, in One Million Cups. And so uh, OneMillionCups.com is an easy place to learn a little bit more about the program, a little bit more about the Kauffman Foundation and uh, uh, you know how to participate 
uh, in your local community. Uh, for our Iowa listeners, there are uh, some wonderful uh, activities uh, happening within communities uh, in Des Moines, as I've mentioned, but also uh, in Iowa City, uh, a beautiful community uh, there in Iowa City. Cedar Rapids, another long-standing 1MC community. Uh, the Cedar Valley Group, the Cedar Falls-Waterloo combination, uh, continues to lead the way in that neck of the woods. And Ames is also online with their own 1MC community. So uh, there is room to grow uh, with more 1MC communities in our state. Uh, but there is also some really... Um, uh, neat activity happening through 1 million cups, uh, no matter kind of where you're at uh, when it comes to Iowa. Yeah, thank you. And I know just, uh, you know, I'm, in, I'm involved with the, the Iowa City uh, group. And uh, just one of the things that I, I always enjoy and want more people to know is if you're going through that entrepreneurial journey is to say it's not... It's not to pitch, but you know we we could help with that too. But it's it's connecting with others, and one of the the more powerful community or network things I see is providing people with resources. Like I, you know, one of one of the things we have presenters talk about is what's their biggest need, and when they state that, right away the network is oh I know somebody that does that. Why don't you connect with them? Or I or I'd be happy to introduce you too. Right, like. Just reducing even some of the social friction of how do one how do I know how do I make the introduction so I've I've just really appreciated the the support of that community. Want to move into as you mentioned your book uh, as you uh, this was uh, my understanding kind of a passion project and bringing all this together like this is a lot of what you were doing in 2020 right as you you sat down and uh, my understanding is January 1st 2020 and started to synthesize your experience your learning and uh, do you do you mind walking me through the through the journey of both uh, why and then how you got there yeah my pleasure Matt thanks for asking um I, I'm thankful uh, to have lived what feels like uh, more than one life in the time I've been here. And it started to weigh on my mind that along with my own experiences, which, you know, is, is, is a good start, interacting with so many entrepreneurs. I mean, I've been having coffee with people every Wednesday for nine years, let alone the compressed like sprint of understanding that it's occurred through this regional rep role that's connected to other regional reps. So it becomes this nationwide um, connectivity to uh, so many different types of people, so many different types of entrepreneurial student and intrapreneurial stories. Um, it, I started to get to the point where I was like, I need to share this, even if it's just with my little startup that pays in love. Yeah. And, and so um, Victor Wang uh, was the VP of entrepreneurship at the Kauffman Foundation at the time. And I, I shared this like heaviness that was on my heart at the, and, and he, um, he, he was kind enough to share a poem uh, from like the 1920s, uh, Letters from a Young Poet. Um, you'll read about this in the foreword of the book. Um, but it talks about the fact that everyone has a story to share. And I think everyone should write a book. Um, but it becomes, it, when it becomes something that keeps you up at night, that might be the time to start putting pen to paper. 
And that's what was happening. Uh, and so I used that encouragement from Victor, um, used kind of the natural launch pad of a new year and had this outline that had evolved on my phone for the last uh, six months and just started writing. Uh, it came out very smooth. It came out very fast. Um, I've written within my marketing efforts and community building work for my entire career. So writing wasn't very much of a challenge. And I was thankful. I was finding these little one to three hour blocks of time and uh, creating some cool space for me to be inspired uh, and, and write about this from A to Z. A lot of authors uh, write into the areas that they're confident in and fill in the gaps along the way. Um, this was basically from ideation, community is chapter two, right? So uh, it's a very important piece of this puzzle, but then looking at research and testing and team, uh, marketing, sales, results, and persistence. I finished that with chapter 10. Um, I wrote it from A to Z. Um, and that, of course, took quite some time. Um, and knowing that kind of that 25,000 word mark is where the book starts to feel like a book versus a pamphlet um, was my target and continued to, to really drive into that. Uh, as the pandemic hit, I was forced to be inspired by writing instead of feeling like I needed to find inspiration to write. Uh, and so that allowed me to continue churning. Uh, the first draft I was really proud of, but decided to use some technology to improve the grammar. Uh, used a, a platform called Hemingway uh, to identify complex sentences, uh, maybe words that were unnecessary, um, and really went through that program to polish the manuscript um, to create, which took a long time uh, to create, a, you know, went from like an 11th grade reading level down to seventh or eighth grade, which gave me a version that I was confident enough to share with my uh, most important editor, my wife, right? So I uh, shared that uh, with her and uh, she is the most intelligent person I've ever met. And so to hear that she, A, thought it was a wonderful uh, story, but also on point when it came to grammar and uh, some of the things uh, that she always has an eye for gave me the confidence to continue pursuing other early readers um, and, and then went through some of the developmental editing uh, with um, a connection through Techstars. Uh, Brad Feld contributed into the entrepreneurial ecosystem section. Uh, and thankfully, Victor uh, was willing to write the forward. So interacting with some of these rock stars was a really a neat element uh, within this project. Uh, finalized it with uh, some uh, last uh, copy and um, uh, final editing before working through the publishing process. Uh, fun fact, you know, I explored traditional publishing, these hybrid models uh, and self uh, publishing and decided to build my own publishing company in order to wrap the project uh, within. And so pour over publishing uh, allowed me to have a company to work the project within um, and release that bad boy. You don't need this book is now available, uh, you know, of course, uh, online, but it's neat to go into Barnes and Noble and see this thing on the shelf and all the direct orders that allow me to sign the book and allow the publisher then to send it out to so many friends around the world. Um, it did. Yes. It's always been a passion project. It's never been about sales. But I am thankful. It was very difficult um, to build something that was so 
complete yet concise. It's only 200 pages. So you'll read it and you'll recognize that Seth Godin is my favorite writer. It is that same type of tone. And I'll finish the story with the uh, interaction with Seth. I had never um, reached out to this hero of mine, right? You don't get close, too close uh, to the hero. They, they, they might, uh, you know, disappoint. But in this case, I, I shared how much of an impact he's had in my life um, and that it was an honor to include him in my acknowledgments, even if he never reads the book. Um, and that the book was really written in that style of like the book of tri the tribes book is one of my very favorites, but all of his writings have meant so much to me. And so he responded fairly quickly and offered, uh, you know, to take a peek, no promises, but uh, if I'd like to share the manuscript, I'm welcome to do so. And um, I went ahead and uh, gave him a, an early copy of what this thing was coming together as. And uh, he was um, gracious enough to share a blurb and it's the only one I need on the back of the book. Uh, and so I'll read it to you. It says, uh, jam packed with hard earned tips, tactics and approaches for entrepreneurs of all stripes, Seth Godin. Uh, and so, you know, it's like jamming with your favorite rock stars, right? Uh, having him remark on the, the book, uh, contribution, uh, contributions from uh, Victor Wang and Brad Feld, those, those are leaders in the um, field of entrepreneurship. Uh, and so it was a real pleasure to collaborate with those folks through this project. And it's been remarkable hearing about the feedback that people are drawing out of uh, this book, but also how quickly the, the it's translated into, wait, now I can publish your thoughts into a book. I've navigated through the fog and can accelerate others who might be interested in pursuing a project like this. Uh, so I'm very thankful for how this turned out. Uh, I often looked over at my bookshelf imagining what it would be like to have this on my own shelf as motivation to continue building. And um, it, it really has self-satisfaction is one thing, but I, I'll never forget the sense that I had on April 1st. The biggest word that comes to mind is peace. Uh, the, the peace that comes from doing something you truly care about is remarkable. And I'm thankful that I was able to synthesize everything I know about entrepreneurship into a funny titled book. <laughs> you don't need this book. Yeah. Uh, and thanks. Uh, I know if uh, you walked through this a couple of weeks ago in the Iowa Breakfast Club about that process, too, of of writing to Seth and the you know, the fear, the anxiety right, of, uh, like you said, you know, meeting your heroes. Uh, and if you don't mind, though, for our listeners, can you just share with that the process of of actually reaching out and crafting a message? Like how much how much thought you put into that kind of one shot you had you to get his attention? Yeah, yeah, it is a fun story, and it, it probably is not best told without reading the email itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I envision making that available, uh, you know, at a launch party, right, for for some of these uh, family and friends to to read and learn more about how it was done. It's by no means the recipe for uh, doing it. Uh, there's no one size fits all, but it it was you know short, concise, and took three hours. You know. <laughs> It, it was it was by no means hey I need this. It was much more thank you, 
Um, you have inspired my entire life. Um, you know, here are some strategic links to a couple examples. One tactic I use for audiobooks to slow down um, the, that experience to avoid the numbing effect that can happen when you're uh, being bombarded with tweetable thought after tweetable thought like you are in a Seth Godin book. I use Twitter and have one tweet and then reply to it over and over and over and over again to create a book report for myself. And so, you know, as I'm chatting with my friend, Matt, we start talking about the Icarus deception. Turns out I have a single link that while you work through it, if you're curious, here are some of my key takeaways all in one place. And so using that tactic has allowed me to explore these books in more depth. But as you might imagine, when I'm you know, including this laundry list of books that I've enjoyed from Seth and being able to show that link to, wow, this guy not only has a list of my books, but has gone deep into them. You can, you can be vulnerable with the passion that you've explored through his art. Um, and, and that to me creates pretty quick trust, right? And so building at the speed of trust um, and instead of getting quick with the ask, getting quick with the gratitude, uh, the thankful, the, the vulnerable, the transparency, the empathy, as um, we talked about uh, on that last conversation. Without this side, I mean, yes, I did have that, that thought of, wow, it'd be crazy to have him read this book. But there was no like alternative motive. And I think generally and broader, as, as you release yourself from like the zero sum, I need to win. If you do, I can't, or I need to be quick to share what I'm doing in this story of our first interaction. If you can alleviate some of that pressure of the one way street um, and instead just get very hungry to hear what others are building without even caring much about sharing how someone might be able to help you that give first mentality that positive some mindset that bottom up let's help you exceed succeed and be, let me become a part of your story naturally creates curiosity to whatever you're up to um, and so that type of uh, approach I think served me well in the interaction with someone like Seth Godin um, as it did some of these other giants, right? Interacting with people who you look up to allows you to level up and connecting into uh, different types of environments that might impact you, but coming at it from a less um, self-serving angle can often serve you well. And, and it takes time. So it's, it's the long game uh, of the art of connection uh, that allows you to build um, through trust versus like the networking. Here's my business card. You know, here's how I can help you. I, I, I think we're evolving to where that just becomes a little more of a facade and yeah. a surface level interaction. It takes more, even though we have connectivity to do more with more people, you still have to deliver ongoing um, action. And, and that, that to me is, is a commitment uh, that is truly the lifetime of your work. I, thanks. I want to dig in a little bit on networking. I was just talking with a good friend of mine uh, the other day. 
And we were talking about how we love the power of trusted networks and yet we hate networking. Like you said, that, like the, that almost performative, yeah, here's my business card or here's my elevator pitch and here's why I'm awesome. But uh, there is, there's so much power in that trusted network. It's, and so it was just for me, the, the internal angst I have between networking and networks. And yet I love like, you know, take, go back to a million cups, right? Here's a good safe place to build networks, to build connections or, uh, some of the work you and others are doing on, on the breakfast club, right. On clubhouse, let's just get people together. Let's connect. And it's, it's, it's connect with them, see what they're about. And it's not, here's my business card. Uh, when are we going to do business together? But just start to build those, those relationships start to build that trust. So any, any thoughts about, uh, my angst and anxiety between love, loving networks and hating networking? <laughs> Yeah, two words come to mind, exploration paired with consistency. Uh, you know, you can get comfortable in, in a group that you've uh, been a part of for a long time. And so while that trust has been built, it, it allows you to, you know, skip past the small talk and ask, how are things going for you this week, right? Uh, that project that we were talking about, where can I plug in to continue moving you past that next hurdle? Continuing, almost making it like this game of never talking about yourself and always thinking about how you can help others naturally generates that curiosity we just spoke about. But uh, as I read about in the book, it also takes a, a, a concerted effort to go into new environments, uh, to explore things outside of your comfort zone, uh, you know, not being the smartest person in the room allows for a lot of personal growth. And so, you know, I think about the DEI conversation and the lens at which we can look through everything um, through that. And th there's two sides of that equation. And I think, of course, the radical inclusivity of inviting people to participate in things that you are involved with is one great step but also proactively going out into realms that you don't have as much experience with or where people don't look or have different experiences uh, than, than you is that next level of, of kind of creating the two-way street and proactively getting involved in different things that you might not be comfortable in is only going to expand your mind. It's going to broaden the interactivity that you have and allow you to continue to build the engaged network, people who truly care about you and vice versa, you care about them. And so, you know, that exploratory process might land you in an environment uh, that uh, isn't some long-term fit for the tribe of uh, experience that you're looking for, but the only way to know is by participating in that way. And so uh, delivering some of the time uh, thinking about the human capital, right? And leaning into the network capital of uh, participating in those realms while still maintaining that vulnerability, um, you know, being in there for the right reason, uh, being willing to be consistent. And, and if it starts to make sense, raise your hand, help out. It doesn't need, mean you need to be the lead organizer for group X, Y, or Z, but you can invite more people into their experience. You can um, you know, connect folks that you meet into other realms of uh, your environment. 
And that's only going to generate more of the trust uh, that creates the connection, right? We use the word connection uh, versus networking in One Million Cups because it's less about here, 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 here's what I need to connect with you uh, or network with you quickly about and in more, more about an organic connection through the trusted environment that you speak of. Thank you. Uh, want to uh, explore uh, your experience a little bit too with uh, pour over publishing with creating the publishing company. Um, Cause I, I didn't realize that until our conversation, but then I'm like, well, of course, as an entrepreneur, Ben's also going to create a publishing company. Uh, but talk to me about that journey just a little bit on where you decided, like, uh, I'm not going to do hybrid. I'm not going to self, you know, I'll just create my own publishing company. Uh, talk to me about that journey a little bit. Okay. So there are three buckets. Uh, as I've navigated through the fog, I've identified uh, through within the publishing um, industry. Uh, I'm by no means the expert in a publishing industry, right? Uh, but as an author exploring my options, I recognize that you could uh, go and kind of uh, think of it as a sales job almost, right? You're trying to sell this idea, this manuscript, this narrative to uh, a large publisher um, who would take that, uh, you know, basically uh, own it and create a lot of uh, immediate awareness through channels that they've worked years and years to establish. I, I wasn't, maybe I was just impatient, but also I think I was humble and, and recognized that as a first time author, this is not something that just comes easily, right? Uh, and so while the narrative did evolve into something that is very, very impactful, and I'm super proud of uh, how it reads, but also uh, how the um, experiential wisdom from so many thousands of entrepreneurs have been synthesized in this book, it just it felt like it was kind of a, a, a long process uh, and I wasn't w willing, I guess, to go down that path. The hybrid model uh, was interesting, right? Working with a group that uh, would leave you more ownership uh, and, and deliver kind of the publishing services. So they would print the book, they would have some conduits uh, to push the book into different areas and you would end up with a thousand beautiful books on your doorstep. That was interesting to me in the early days because it was it was time versus money. Um, and so I could lean on someone's expertise, deliver, you know, the manuscript and have them polish it to perfection. And there was quite a while where I, where I felt like that was the direction I was going to take. But, you know, the eight to fifteen thousand dollars that that was going to take for what felt like still an experiment. I, I was I was encouraged to explore utilizing the skill sets that I already had. Um, and so, you know, whether that's writing, whether that's multimedia marketing, um, while I didn't understand the formalities of publishing, uh, which is not like A to B, it's like A to Z to C to two to Z. <laughs> there's fog. That, right. And it's not because there's the lack of options. It's actually the opposite. There's so many ways that you can go down this path. It becomes so personal that you never want to make the misstep along the way. And so I was always very conscious of that. And, and, and towards like the middle, I'd say, of the process, the third, three-fourths of the way through, I was introduced with this idea that was truly self-publishing, but wrapping a professional vibe around it um, so that when you look at the bookshelf and you see you don't need this book, there's that cool icon on the spine, right? It sounds so silly. 
but that actually adds an element on the back, right? Having some professionalism, um, having the, the corporate shield around the project, there's some benefits that come into play uh, when it comes to building your own publishing company. And so it was just an angle of self-publishing that I was not thinking about out of the gate, but I knew I could do that. And it was a, an appropriate approach for this project. And so um, now uh, fast forward, the book feels uh, that extra level of professional, um, but also like, I'm very curious about working with friends like Matt, you know, working with friends like Kate, working with friends like Nancy, right? And, and thinking about, okay, you have stories to tell and you're curious about this book writing process. Maybe you've done it before, or maybe it's your first time. I can be a wayfinder through that process and perhaps build a small boutique of authors uh, that share this like mindset that you'll read about in my book but allow like that opportunity for others to share their story through the learnings and through this navigation uh, of the publishing process in what turned out to be a very beautiful book. I'm very proud of not only the cover art, but the interior page design. We could talk an entire hour about all the little tiny facets, the attention to detail that are required when you are publishing everything you know about a certain topic into the world and wanting to be proud of that um, final result. Uh, and so pour over publishing is uh, the result of that journey. Thank you. Uh, Want to dig in. Uh, I was thinking initially as an author, but you know, as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a community builder, as a publisher, any of these would fit, but I'm kind of curious, what's your, technique for getting unstuck. So the assumption is, do you ever feel stuck? So you could say, Matt, never. Uh, but if you if you do feel stuck, what are what are some of your personal tools or techniques to get unstuck? Community. Tell me more about that. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do think that um, being around other entrepreneurs, um, learning from entrepreneurs, uh, go, you know, diving deep into this like uh, opportunity of supporting students as they explore what's next in their life. Um, accelerating others is that unmatched energy. And while it does continue to take the time, it always seems to unstuck you, as you would say, <laughs> or uh, create new opportunities to explore. And that fresh energy is all you need to, uh, you know, continue pursuing something that might have felt a little stagnant. Um, also, like recognizing that a career portfolio might have something that can be a little bit more dormant, but still be something that you could reactivate in the future. Momentum is hard to find and hard to deliver and attention is very difficult to get when we're all, you know, a species of constant interruption. Um, so it is difficult to put something on the back burner and reignite that flame, but it's possible. And I think thinking about your career as this pie chart, recognizing that time and money and people and all the different types of capital that you drive into those will make each of those slivers grow or shrink. And also recognizing the timing at which to do that allows that sliver of your portfolio to affect different areas within the pie chart, even if industries aren't connected. 
And so, I mean, if you heard me, my, my introduction is like borderline random, right? We have web development, uh, home building, uh, craft beer in the food and beverage industry. Uh, we have uh, open houses, uh, technology, community, video games, soccer, like those things wouldn't naturally connect, but they all connect through me. And, and allowing yourself to build into the energy of today can alleviate and unlock fresh energy for tomorrow, whatever that might be. And community just allows you to continue exploring that through understanding, through learning, uh, through accelerating others. Uh, and so I think I think I lean into those ideas. And lastly, uh, this is a more of a segue, but I remember when I transitioned out of the local, like the Des Moines 1MC organizer role, I, I truly felt like this sense of loss. We had been piloting the regional rep role. I was in that role formally for a good six months to a year. And I was the last one of the reps to step out of that per, uh, local role to formally kind of 100% pursue the regional rep role. And, and there was this odd sense of loss. Like I, I was going to miss being a part of the opening remarks in Des Moines every Wednesday. And admittedly, there was this ego element uh, that crept into my mind. And the, the best way that I found of alleviating that sense of loss was pursuing all of the energy into what was next. And so the moment I ever felt that, I would pick up the phone and call Columbus, Ohio. I would call these XYZ different 1MC organizers all around the region and translate that sense of loss into what was next. And so while that doesn't answer the question of how to get unstuck, it instead looks at like ways of pursuing those next things and allowing yourself to release the reluctancy of what was might not have been working or maybe what working, but what is next? Uh, that was really healthy for me during those transitional times. And I'm still 100% connected to Des Moines, right? One Million Cups is my weekly dose of innovative energy, but it also allowed others to lead. And I think there's one last little nugget there the progressive leaders allow others to lead and don't try to control these complex systems. It in fact becomes limiting. And, and we translate that into overall entrepreneurial ecosystem building at an economic development. We can create space for others to transcend into those leadership positions and, and provide space while stepping back and still feeling a sense of um, involvement and leadership uh, without necessarily being uh, the perceived leader in the spotlight for these different types of environments. Ben, thank you. Uh, one of the last topics that I'd like to cover with guests is the notion of advice. And I know you have you, you have a lot of good advice and you don't need this book, right? And we've talked about community, but uh, on the advice front, and sometimes this is uh, maybe good advice we receive from a mentor uh, in our in our life, or stealing from Austin Cleon's book, Steal Like an Artist. When we're giving advice, we're just talking to our younger self. So in that case, it's it's something we wish we would have known. E either way, do you have any advice for folks listening now on uh, on their entrepreneurial or creative pursuits? Yeah, that's a loaded question, my friend. Um... I would invite anyone who's listening to this to connect with Matt or I uh, to dive deeper into the context of your situation. 
because I would love to learn more about what you're up to and um, find ways of collaborating. Um, you know, I think of the, the students um, and whenever I'm talking with that younger entrepreneurial mindset, I often think about the only true regrets that I had working through school. And that was not starting earlier uh, and also not understanding the value of an engaged network. We've talked a lot about community here, um, but thinking about the timeline of now and not needing permission in order to explore your passions. I think the side hustle has been uh, vilified or almost um, avoided because while focus is super important if you're taking investors or other people's money, if you're, some, if you're creating something that is, is large scale, yes, a, a sense of focus is required, but you can do so much with so little uh, in the connected era that it would be a shame not to tinker, not to explore uh, ways that might generate income, but might just generate energy uh, to make whatever else you're doing more enjoyable. Um, I think uh, life is too short uh, to not enjoy the way you spend your time. And so really, as Naval uh, uh, talks about, uh, it's, it's all about creating something, doing something that feels like play to you but looks like work to others. And if you can build around the passions that you have in life, that can lead to persistence. And being willing to commit to a long-term ride um, and to continue building uh, through the uh, obstacles that will occur um, and having the persistence is what I've perceived to be the ultimate wild card for success. Uh, you listen to a lot of stories, you meet a lot of people, you hear a lot of ideas that perhaps at, out of the gate might feel, okay, I'm not sure how this could work. But six months later, one year in, they're continuing to persevere. Uh, that seems to unlock uh, the opportunities for them to keep building. Uh, and so I, I don't know if uh, there's one specific takeaway out of uh, those thoughts, but um, hopefully there was a key uh, nugget that uh, inspires you uh, to continue pursuing things you care about. Ben, thank you so much. And uh, I just want to again congratulate you on the release of the book and want to thank you for the communities that you're building in Iowa and beyond. And, uh, and then personally, just thank you for taking the time uh, to join me on the podcast today. It was an absolute pleasure having you here. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, it, it, by, I, I think we need to set up a follow-up time to really dive into entrepreneurial ecosystem building um, and this idea of economic development and recognizing the complex adaptive systems. Um, I'll, start, I'll throw out the Startup Community Way book by Brad Feld and Ian Hathaway. Um, there's a whole nother hour of conversation around that um, that I would love to explore in more depth. But uh, for now, boy, I sure appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about my world and um, hopefully uh, continue connecting with people uh, throughout our beautiful state. Um, and uh, once again, thanks for the opportunity, Matt. Yeah, thank you. 